日本では盛り上がってるっていうところがあるかなと思うので、まあ、そういったところであのもし日本のリージョンにかなり力を入れていくとなるとやっぱそこのファウンダークラスでやっぱり日本語が話せる人がいるっていうのはかなり重要なんじゃないかなと思います。So, AT is saying that、um, the founders of Crypto Ninja Partners, the, the, the projects that we mentioned that are popular in Japan,、uh, CNP, Crypto Ninja Partners, and Edo 2022,、um, you know, in terms, you mentioned the fact that there's a lot of care or attention、um, paid to the Japanese,、uh, primarily Japanese audience and, and, and the market. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Floor is Rising. With host Sabretooth, a professional NFT collector, and Kizu, a professional art critic. On this podcast, we talk deeply about the business of creating, collecting, and analyzing NFTs. So, if you are a creator or a collector of NFTs, jump in. The water is warm. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another special episode of Floor is Rising. Joining us today, actually, a very Two special guests.、Uh, so it's Takuya Kitagawa and AT.、Um, they are both members of the Japanese、uh, NFT community. We'll have Kizu here to showcase his Japanese translation skills if needed.、Um, and welcome to the show,、uh, Takuya and AT. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us.、Uh, so, first,、uh, you know, we'll, we'll do our traditional questions first, which is、uh, how did you get into NFTs?、Uh, Takuya, maybe、uh, you can start and then AT can follow. Okay, thank you.、Um, because my background is in AI and data, <laughs> I got extremely excited about NFT because NFT data are public and online for,、uh, for anybody to analyze. So immediately I, I thought, you know, there must be some opportunity for me to、uh, make money out of INT. And I started analyzing a lot of data and I、uh, you know, started looking for alphas. Unfortunately, the market was kind of crazy and there wasn't, you know, a very easy alpha to find. But, you know, that's how I got into, you know, initially the NFT space. I, uh, no, uh, まあ、もともと僕は、えっと、Web2 のプレイトゥワンの会社、モバイルスポーツの会社をずっとやっていて、で、えっと、まあ、その後、えー、引き継ぎみたいなプロジェクトをやってました。で、えーまあ、そこから言って今、えーと、この NFT のプロジェクト、オンとワンって新しいジャンルの、えー、プロジェクトなんだをやってます。よろしくお願いします。So, my background is、uh, I actually used to work for a kind of game pay to earn company, and、um, that led me to、uh, this project, which is our、uh, attempt to make a kind of new genre of、uh, NFT project. Cool. Before we sort of get into、uh, talking about the, the specific project,、um, maybe you'd like to,、um, either one can, ju- can jump in,、um, introduce. Our audience to what the Japanese、uh, NFT scene is like. Cause,、uh, cause, because it's、uh, primarily not in English,、um, so people don't really have exposure to that. So maybe just a quick introduction as to what the, the Japanese sort of NFT scene is like.、Um, do, the, do the collectors collect like the same NFTs as the English speaking world, or is there a whole sort of Different、um, sort, of, sort of projects that, that just English speaking world is not aware of.、Um, maybe, maybe we can start there. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can start. Um, um, of course, you know,、uh, there are many kinds of NFT projects in,、uh, in the world. But you know, what I observed was, you know,、um, of course, Japanese culture is very strongly originated from you know, anime culture,、uh, gaming culture. So you know, I would say most of the Projects are, are really based on anime、uh, type of characters, I believe. And you know,、uh, whereas you know, in the world, NFT represents you know, sometimes credentials or identity. So they sometimes have very strong、um, opinions about who they are, you know, what they want to represent. But I guess, on the other hand, you know,、uh, good and bad, you know, I think Japanese NFTs、uh, tend to be more、uh, on the ent- entertainment side, I would say. Uh, that's uh, one observation I had.、Uh, AT, any comment on? So, this is the first thing that I have to say. I have to say that the project is very good. I have to say that the project is very good. 
So um, as, as Tucker has mentioned, I think that currently um, the majority of the projects in Japan that are popular are, have kind of anime-like uh, aspects. Um, yeah. So, so my, I have a follow-up question. So, you know, we, we are very aware that uh, Japanese pop culture is very uh, popular, you know, obviously in Asia especially, but, but everywhere around the world. Um, and, you know, for example, the kinds of anime or manga, um, historically, the ones that are popular in Japan and the ones abroad are, are also kind of different. Um, and recently, Takuya, I think you, you mentioned a few projects that um, are popular in Japan, but are virtually, you know, no one has really heard of them outside. And then some other projects um, that are more global, so to speak, uh, not created in Japan, um, have some influence in the Japan market. So on, on the first uh, category, we have things like Crypto Ninja Partners, you mentioned. Uh, Edo 2022 and Meta Samurai. Um, <clears throat> so those are the ones that are very much Japan centric. And then for the global projects that are that seem also popular in Japan, we have uh, Murakami Takashi Murakami's Flowers, uh, Shinsei Galvers Clone X, which is also the Murakami uh, drop with uh, artifact, right? And Hash Masks. Um, so, uh, you know, there's, there's quite a variety there, um, but I think the one that's maybe surprising is hash masks, which, as we know, are very not anime-like, right? They have, uh, it's kind of a very kind of rough illustration quality to it. Um, so maybe could you tell us a little bit about why you think that um, these projects, and maybe, maybe uh, in particular, maybe in hash masks, why do you think they did better in Japan than um, other projects? Um, just, just you know, uh, uh, correct a little bit. You know, still hash masks is dominant in the uh, US market, but uh, I guess if you list which projects are popular among Japanese people, you know, hash masks some, somehow comes, um, you know, first tier, you know, second tier, and if projects. Uh, to be frank, I sorry, I don't think I have a good answer to this. I haven't, you know, delved into why Hashmask per se is doing well in the Japanese market. <laughs> so, sorry, I, I don't have a very good answer. Um, I think that would be kind of interesting to investigate. So, um, so okay, so so the, uh, I'm curious as to like, you know, there's there's projects that are that are very hyped, sort of English speaking world. So we're talking about things like board apes um gen, you know uh moonbirds um azuki uh so these are doodles you know um are these kind of not on the radar of japanese collectors or um what's the what, what's i guess the crossover in terms of let's say the the the, the, the top sort of nft projects um in, in let's say the us versus japan is it a, is it a uh, a completely different sort of sort of mindset of the of the collectors and then uh, the, the the culture within NFTs or you know how do you, how do you view that? Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, uh, I think if you the reason why you know uh, NFT community is divided from each other is uh, major marketing tools for NFT right now is Twitter and Twitter I believe is quite divided in terms of languages. You know, uh, in which people tweet. So that that's my Bit, you know, so in terms of community formation, uh, I think English speaking uh, community is quite distinct from Japanese speaking community. Um, part of this is because, you know, Japanese people, most Japanese people still don't really feel comfortable with English. Uh, so um, I think it's just natural that, you know, Japanese people don't find World Ape to be a very attractive community because they don't feel like, you know, uh, uh, they can belong there. So they, they tend to form a very unique niche. Uh, community within a Japanese market. So that's why, you know, Japanese market tend to be distinct from other NFT projects. And one of the things, maybe I, 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 you know, AT can comment on this as well. One thing I observe really interesting is because of division, um, the markets um, kind of, you know, buying pressure and selling pressure situations uh, in Japan market is quite distinct from a uh, you know, US market. So when you actually do an NFT project, uh, it'd be actually really good strategy to diversify your audience uh, between different countries, you know, between, you know, uh, Japan market and for example, US market. 
because they tend to behave differently. So it can be uh, more like an insurance for your mm -hmm. NFT project uh, in case the floor price, you know, uh, 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 needs to be formed. So, uh, you know, we actually, AT and I are actually exploring this interesting uh, dynamics right now. So, AT, any additional comment on this point? Yes. Um, so much so this is, and also, definitely, uh, あの、やっぱり日本においてはその日本語のみしか喋れない。で、英語も全く読めない、聞けないっていう人が非常に多いので、そういったところで割とこう日本のユーザーのコミュニティケアがしっかりやってきてるプロジェクトがやっぱりす
Mm, that's quite interesting. Um, so AT is saying that basically, um, obviously the, the US is the other um, major market for NFTs. And um, unlike the US, Japan doesn't have a diversity of uh, race and ethnicity. Um, and also that the community as a whole for NFTs is not divided according to either like preferences for, you know, what kind of art style or graphics. Um, so he thinks that, you know, there's, there's not much of that um, segmentation according to taste in terms of aesthetics. Um, and, and that maybe is not, not to say that um, graphics are not important, but that, you know, it's more about the community rather than the kind of differences in, in taste uh, <clears throat> related to the art uh, itself. Yeah, I have a follow-up. Yeah, I have a follow-up So I know... Um... Uh, I mean, this is a very interesting uh, observations. I, I want to kind of follow up. So, in the in the sort of English speaking world uh, in NFTs, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, influencer driven um, marketing for, for NFT projects. Influencers kind of you know tweet tweet about something. You know, the floor price goes up, and and people kind of tend to move from sort of trend to trend from hype to hype and, you know, and then people really, you know, want to attain this influencer status so that they can sort of drive the market. Is, is this similar in the Japanese speaking uh, NFT market? Is it very, very influencer driven? Are there just people, you know, trying to gain clout? Um, if, if Twitter is the main market is, you know, is there other, cause I know, for example, you know, Twitter is big, but, but TikTok is also sort of big. Is there, is, is there a similar kind of dynamic in the, in the Japanese market or, or, you know, how, how does the market function, right? What, what is driving this, this market in the Japanese speaking NFT sort of community? Yeah, no, that's an interesting question, uh, Sabre. So, um, so influencer marketing itself is big in Japan. Uh, YouTubers are big, TikTokers are big, but this actually hasn't come to NFT world yet. Maybe it's uh, like pre-era, pre I feel, uh, uh, of influencer marketing in Japan. So the current pricing and flow price of NFT are maintained by completely different forces at this point of time than uh, influencers having a say on which NFT project is cool or not cool. So well, that's a good point. We will come for sure. So maybe it's an opportunity. AD, what do you think? そう、ちゃんと思います。質問が僕あんまり聞けてなかったと思います。あ、なんかインフルエンサーマーケティングが海外でめっちゃでかいのに、なんか俺が言ったのはその日本ってまだインフルエンサーマーケティングインフルエン
space for more minor um, celebrities and influencers, like micro influencers, maybe we can call. Um, because yeah. NFTs, as we know, is, is still a very niche uh, interest, right? So in, in the English speaking world, you we do, as we know, in, on Twitter, there are people with, you know, 100K, 500K followers, um, but no one outside of NFTs knows them, right? Because they work in crypto or they were early to Bitcoin and, you know, they're Bitcoin billionaire and so forth. So, but, but these are the people that we listen to that, that, you know, when they say something or they endorse something, the, the floor price goes up as Sabertooth said, or other, uh, the other option of course, is you have uh, rappers or, you know, people like that who, um, who, who have decided that, you know, they, they are interested. And then of course, now everyone knows that, uh, you know, all, all the major pop stars and so on have, have, have a punk, have an ape and so on. So, so is there an equivalent of this in, in Japan? For example, like do celebrities in Japan also want to be seen collecting NFTs? Um, you know, like, I, I don't know who, I, I'm not sure who in Japan as a celebrity um, has come out uh, to say that they are interested. Could maybe if you can tell us a little bit about that uh, case. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think there's there's uh, definitely you know uh, uh, micro influence, influencers specific to NFT uh, coming up, so you know I think those are uh, uh, those people exist and those are uh, quite similar to US situations. You know, those are the holders of you know famous NFT project in general. So yes, and probably you know uh, Takashi Murakami uh, uh, came up as one of the you know biggest influencers probably in the in the in the in that sense. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, you know, more people are coming out. Um, but, you know, uh, what I was mentioning was, you know, traditional influencers such as YouTubers or, you know, people on the TV haven't yet, you know, caught up with this trend yet. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what it is. Um, one thing, you know, AT mentioned that was quite interesting is uh, there's extremely strong, you know, gaming culture in, in, in Japan. And, uh, you know, um, but at the same time, you know, Japan hasn't been very strong financial kind of culture, right? Unlike US, you know, it's not like um, the people in the financial industry were respected as much as in US, uh, in Japan. So, you know, uh, but yet, you know, from gaming industry point of view, you know, there, there are a bunch of people who actually uh, have been playing, you know, mobile games for a long time. So what, you know, I think he's expecting to uh, happen in the future is, you know, maybe those people who are really into uh, earning aspect of uh, the NFT uh, uh, might start coming in in the future. Yeah. うん。そうですね。あの、僕もそれは結構同じようなことは見ていその、え、ソーシャルゲームの課金だったりとか、やっぱユーザーの規模ってものすごく大きいのと、元々こう、えっと、リアルマネートレードって呼ばれる形で、いわゆるその自分のアカウントを売買するっていうのとかがまあある意
there is a, a long history of, of where you know um, social gaming is very popular. And in particular within that game uh, context, um, people are the gamers are already used to spending real money to to buy and sell items and, and things. So that is um, probably the way that people are going to be onboarded into NFTs. Whereas, you know, as, as an entry point, if we just talk about normal NFT projects, um, there's, you know, there, there's not much, I think there's still some resistance uh, to the, you know, the act of actually just buying digital contents uh, as, a, as a standalone item. So, yeah, I think that, you know, in this sense, I think Japan, as well as uh, other Asian countries, East Asian countries, um, are in a similar context uh, with regards to how, you know, that, that NFT culture is going to occur. And it's probably going to be through uh, GameFi and, and blockchain gaming rather than just uh, NFTs, like plain regular NFTs, so to speak. Yeah. yeah let, 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 okay. So this is an interesting point. Um, I want to explore sort of the, the, the GameFi um, a bit more specifically, you know, regarding sort of the cultural cultural factors here, because um, the, the, there's been a, a lot of backlash uh, in the English speaking, uh, gaming community, uh, towards GameFi, right? So specifically, um, even before NFTs came about, I think, um, there's some famous, uh, games that came out where, you know, they, in order to sort of complete the game, you had to kind of like buy certain items. Um, and then there was a huge backlash against that because people were saying that's like pay to win. Um, I'm wondering whether this is a thing in, in, in the Japanese gaming culture or not, or people just accept that, you know, you just have to buy these things in order to play the game and then maybe in order to, to kind of win. Um, and then even, you know, with NFT, uh, gaming specifically, there is, you know, quite a lot of backlash in the English speaking community just against sort of gaming culture moving to nfts it's it's really seen as like a, a scam <laughs> like people are sort of just trying to raise money and sort of run away with it um i know when discord announced that because discord is the, the you know the, the where all the gaming community so congregates when discord announced that they were going to do some wallet integrations there was like a massive outcry about it and then they had to like backtrack and say we're not doing it anymore um, and, and so this is this is the reaction to to NFT gaming from the you know English speaking sort of gaming community. I'm wondering whether this is a similar thing in in the Japanese gaming community, or or there's much more sort of acceptance of you know the financialization of I guess you know game assets, NFT gaming, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, uh, uh, Sabre, I, I think you are kind of referred. You know, you are kind of already implying that you would imagine Japanese market is more acceptable toward that situation? Well, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm asking. I just, I, I, I'm not sure. So I'm trying to understand. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, it's a great, interesting point. And, and, and the answer is they are uh, more accepting uh, that situation. I think we are very used to, you know, as AT was mentioning, you know, social gaming with um, item purchases within the game. So of course, you know, some people say, you know, the game, if the game balance is really bad, you know, the game gets boring, but that's the extent people get uh, angry about it. You know, people say it's boring because the game balance is off. They, they don't get angry because, you know, uh, uh, this core of the game, which is, you know, uh, the game should be based on skill uh, doesn't exist, right? So that that's how, you know, uh, I believe US gamers gets really angry about, you know, that, okay, look, you know, this should be, you know, uh, more about, uh, you know, skills than, uh, you know, money. I think there's less sentiment of that in, in Japan or Asian countries. If you remember, you know, Axie Infinity and other games, uh, you know, uh, play to earn games are also very popular in Asia than, you know, uh, other uh, part of the, you know, uh, the world. So if you're going to actually try to develop, you know, a uh, uh, um, GameFi app, I think, you know, AT and I are actually thinking, you know, the great place to start is Asian countries, and especially, you know, uh, in, in Japan. I think there's a great acceptance of those kind of, you know, uh, uh, apps. What do you think, AT? You're muted. Mute. Mute. Uh, so, this is uh, Yeah. この質問結構難しいですね。うん。そうですね。うん。あ、
うん、そうですね、まあ、でも今の北川さんの話じゃないですけど、まあ、やっぱりそうですね、そこに関しては、多分そんなに思ってるほど、多分まあそう,そういうもんだと思って受け入れてる人が非常に多いんじゃないかなとは思うので、そこに対してすごく衝撃があるっていうことは、多分ないんじゃないかなとは思ってますね。で、あとはやっぱりこれは、その、えー、っと、ゲームヘだけじゃなくて、やっぱ NFT っていうか、まあ、クリプトの世界の結構、多分すごいなと思ってるところは、それを体験しようとも先にお金を払わないといけないっていうのが多分すごくこう入り口に結構大きいと思うんですね。で、そのやっぱインターネットコンテンツでユーザーにお金を払ってもらうってことの難しさはゲームだけじゃなくて全てがやっぱ難しい。これはもうみんな苦労している中で言うとクリプトの世界ってのはやっぱそれを軽々と超えていく。つまりその<笑>っていうのは多分そのユーザーとしてもそこに対してなんて言うんでしょう。円で払ってるとかドルで払ってる以上の心理的消費の低さはやっぱあるのかなと。例えばやっぱり、普通にこう 0.1 イースのものって、ドルベースとか円ベースみたいな結構高いんですけど、なんかなぜか 0.1 とか 0.95、0.095 とかで見ると、なんかこう買っちゃうみたいなことっていうのは、やっぱりクリプトの世界はよく起きてるんじゃないかなと。やっぱこれ僕もやっぱそう思いますし、僕の周りを見てても結構起きてるんじゃないかなと思うので、やっぱりそこは、違う世界なんだっていうふうに見て取り組むべきものなんじゃないかなってユーザーは多分そういうふうに特に日本のユーザーは思ってるんじゃないかなと思ってます。そ、mm. so、in addition to what Takuya said、uh, regarding the Japanese maybe special mentality with regards to the financialization、uh, of, of the space,、um, so AT is saying that you know, there, there's、um, one thing that might be a little bit more uh, uh, significant in Japan is the fact that There's a barrier、uh, towards, you know, for example, in, in, in crypto, the idea that you need to pay, to, to pay crypto, to pay, pay money to even onboard or experience、uh, whatever it is that's being offered.、Um, so, that, you know, the, the analogy being that in, in a Web2 context, like just, just to pay for normal internet content is, is also obviously a barrier. So, in, in that sense,、um, that That kind of、uh, mental or psychological barrier is already there. So, you know, if, if you talk about whether,、uh, you know, Sabretooth was, was, Sabretooth was asking if、um, the Japanese are more okay with the fact that, um, um, you know, for example, like Discord introduced the wallet and so forth, like the, the, the financialization, monetization of the game.、Um, I, you know, it seems like there are also factors like this,、um, just the idea that you need to pay crypto to even get in. Um, is, is something that's significant in, in Japan.、Um, okay, actually, I, I want to come. So, so, we've kind of had a nice discussion about the general landscape so far.、Um, I want to go and zoom in、uh, to, to Nanda, the project itself. So,、um, maybe in the context of what we've already discussed,、um, can you? Guys, talk a little bit about,、um, you know, we talked about what might be unique to Japan. Um, when you were designing the project, Nanda,、um, what, what kind of features did you introduce that maybe addressed some of these、uh, specific questions? So, for example, the idea that you know, the entry point、uh, for Japanese audience might be more from a GameFi or BCG、uh, standpoint.、Um, you know, that, that kind of gaming culture. And then, so if For example, could we say that Nanda, in terms of design, takes more hints from BCG, from blockchain gaming, rather than if we understand it as a pure PFP project? Because, of course, understand that you know, the, the style of it has these anime characters, you have these stained glass background, and so on.、Um, but, for example, the tokenomics, where you can actually earn、uh, the native token NDT and then use NDT to mint new FT. To, to, to mint uh, new uh, characters. Like, does, does that mean that we should understand it more as a game than a generative or, or you know, just regular PFP project? How do you see that?、Uh, how do you see your own project in, in that context?、Uh... そうありがとうございます。えっ、ー、と、そうですね。なんだは、まず、どこから結構、インスパイアといいますか、もともとこう考えていたかというと、その、実は日本では去年の冬ぐらい、去年の冬ぐらいから、あの、ステップンっていう、えー、ムーブトゥーアンっていうプロジェクトが結構人気になり始めてました。で、あの、ステップンのユーザー、まあ、あれは僕はすごく、究極の、あの、ゲームファイ、究極なハイパーカジュアル
、歩くっていうのは究極のハイパーカジュアルだと思って、まあ、ゲーミングだと思っていたんですけどあの、やはりそのステップのユーザーさんが自分の持ってる靴を結構ツイッターのアイコンにしている人たちが結構多かったんですね。でそれを見たときにあの、まあ、ステップの靴って、まあ、ちょっと言い方よくないですけど、別にその PFP として別に最適化されてるわけではないので、そういったところで、その、すごくカジュアルなゲーミファイ要素のある PFP プロジェクトっていうポジションは、まあ、僕の収穫で今ないなっていうふうに思っていて、それでその PFP ライクなっていうところで、今回のそのなんだっていうのがスタートしています。なので、えっ、ー、と、なんだっていうのは基本的に PFP を使って遊んでいただけるっていうのがベースなんですけど、ステップのユーザーさんがまさにやっているように、そのトークンを使って新しい NFT を作る、ミントをするっていうようなところだったりとか、まあ、あの、ゲーミファイ的な要素をですね、えー、とプロジェクトの中に入れているっていうところで、このゲーミファイの要素のユーザーと、えー、PFP とか NFT コレクターのユーザーさんの層に、えー、届きに行くプロジェクトにしたいなというふうに思って、基本的な設計をしています。で、えー、っと、えー、特徴のところで言うと、そのまさにそのデザインとかはやっぱり日本のメンバーとかが非常に多かったりとか、日本のコンテンツがすごく好きなメンバーが多かったっていうのもあるので、日本のアニメライクなデザインにしつつも、なんだっていうのがですね、結構、あの、いくつか、こう、旧約聖書とかをこうインスパイアさせてしているところがあって、まあ、それもあってですね、今回そのデザインとかっていうのは、ちょっとそのステンドグラスって、まあ、これもあまり普通の NFT にないような背景を取り入れて作っている形のプロジェクトになってます。Hmm, that's interesting.、Um, so, AT is just saying that、uh, around last year, late last year, winter,、um, Stepin, which is the, obviously the, the move to earn walking and running、uh, application,、uh, became very popular in Japan. So, he thinks that you know, basically it's a very good example of a, of a hyper casual, kind of like a very ultimate kind of game fi、uh, example of game fi. Um, where, for example, you would see, you know,、um, around the time that it became popular in Japan, a lot of users used、uh, the step in shoes that they bought、um, as, their, as their profile pic on Twitter, for example. So we had, you know, on the one hand, you know, you could say the step in is, is,、um, has PFP like elements because, for example, like people are using the shoe almost as their profile pic. But then it's not, strictly speaking, of course, it's not a PFP project.、Um, but rather it, it kind of relies on some elements of PFP、uh, and then turn it into a game. So, in the same way,、uh, he was very inspired by this to, to in, in, in making his project Nanda, where、um, these PFP like elements are, are, are used. Um, and also game f i elements, right? So you have,、um, and at, at the behind、uh, all of that is the kind of desire to、um, make this project reach both the game f i、uh, audience as well as a more like、uh, audience that's interested in PFP NFT projects. So you have these two,、uh, two different、uh, audiences.、Um, in terms of the visual style, of course, you have、um, obviously being a product from Japan.、Um, You have slightly more Japanese content. The, the illustration style is more anime like. And then you have the stained glass background, which is a little bit more unique for, for, a, for, for a project like this.、Uh, Takuya, anything to add on, on that front, like、um, in terms of the inspirations and, and reference points? Yeah, and I think it's a combination of you know, how much emotions you want to appeal it to,、uh, as opposed to how much logic you, know,、uh, you want to appeal it to, right? So you know, if you're a Do X to earn.、Uh, of course, people start calculating you know, how much money you can earn, you know,、uh, <laughs> et cetera. But at the same time, I think、uh, you know, uh, after all, it, it's more of a game.、Uh, if you want to make it sustainable, really,、uh, then I, you know,、uh, the only way you can make it sustainable is to make itself、uh, entertainment.、Uh, so it's extremely important to make it into a game. So you know,、uh, we wanted to you know, uh, uh, get away from.、Uh, Making people too logical, right? I think people, we really need to, for people to get excited and get, get, you know, get happy about it and get more emotional、uh, when they are playing games. So、uh, I think that's why AT uh, uh, started you know,、uh, in, you know, uh, working very hard on the you know,、uh, appearance aspect of NFT. And I think it's been, it's been good, yeah. So, Ruth, anything to add on that front?、Um, as a... Yeah, I'm just, I'm,、uh, can, can you describe, like, so what is the difference between,、um, I guess, the, the mechanism 
um, in Nando versus um, sort of other, I guess, pay to earn, like if, you, if that can be kind of like summarized, like what's, what's the main difference, I guess? あ、そうですね。えっと、ま、まず何だの仕組みとしてはまず基本的にはあのジェネレーティブのえ、PFP のNFTになっているので、え、ま、それぞれがま、違うデザインみたいなのになっていて、え、ソーシャルアイコントロ
enjoy and you you get excited about you know things are progressing without you doing anything right so that's that's kind of one aspect of uh the concept that's embedded inside of a nanda i would say so it's own to earn so you don't have to do anything you know uh the nft is doing a work for you uh to earn right uh second thing is of course you know uh how to solve solve you know how to provide an incentive for people to come into the community earlier so this naturally the longer you hold the NFT, the more you earn. So there's a very natural incentive for people to come at the early stage. And we wanted to reward people who, who come early uh, to, to do, those, do those things. And uh, so on top of this, you know, uh, we are building you know, uh, many uh, aspects of uh, you know, PFP where you know, I would say you know, uh, uh, reality is not the only way you'd appreciate the NFT, right? Um, I think, you know, uh, I think we are going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, as AT was saying, you know, uh, 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 put some games in uh, so that, you know, people can enjoy uh, uh, the NFT, uh, uh, not simply, you know, because of the reality that, you know, uh, people have been putting a lot of value on so far. So we wanted to kind of a little bit disrupt uh, that image of NFT you now. Sabertooth, anything on their front? Um, uh, no, I, no, I'm good. Okay, cool. Um, I, I wanted to maybe dive a little bit deeper into the design aspect. Uh, so we talked about um, lazy games where you know the users are not required to be too engaged on a day-to-day -day basis, own to earn, um, and the idea of you know. Uh, incentivizing how to incentivize users to to not sell and, and hold on to their tokens. Um, there was a very interesting tweet uh, that AT put out some time ago, um, and it talks about design of um, uh, games, uh, blockchain games, and, and GameFi in in general. Um, and broadly speaking, um, he says that you know there are two types of uh, designs. The first one is where um, the creators of the game uh, or the project, they hold events on a regular basis uh, that will cause user behavior in the game to change, right? In, in a way that's optimal for the, for the game as a whole. Um, so the reliance on, on this kind of events. Uh, the second one, second design, is based on the idea that uh, the rules are very, very simple, the, 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 the basic rules. But within that, um, users can devise an infinite number of strategies to play it. Uh, new tactics, new strategies, for example. So basically that the, you know, the users have the, um, they, we hand the user the, the the baton, right? So they, they can decide how they want to engage with the game, how they want to devise strategies, whether they want to be lazy, whether they want to be hardworking, any of that. Um, and that this strategy um, of design is something that you see in a lot of sports like soccer or basketball. Um, and the point being that in blockchain gaming and, and GameFi, it's very rare, or actually we haven't really seen um, this approach at all. Um, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit in relation to Nanda, but also other projects. Like, is that like is that much more difficult to design? The fact that you just have very simple rules, um, and in effect, in fact, leaving the user with the freedom to devise the strategies. Like, it seems like the second approach is um, deceptively simple, right? You have something that. Um, where the creators uh, almost, it looks like they're not intervening directly. Um, so it seems risky because you don't know how the user is going to react. Um, and the users are probably going to have very, very different uh, reactions. Uh, they may choose different strategies. So how do you see that? Is, is that a, is the second approach risky? Is it like a high risk, high reward thing for the creators? Um, is it kind of a more, you know, in economic terms, we might call it a laissez-faire approach where, you know, we have a free market and then, you know, the market actors can do whatever they want. Um, yeah, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, on game design and, and this kind of project design in general and um, how you see, primarily how you see the second approach where you have simple rules 
and infinite strategies. あの、なんでに関してはえっと、基本的にそれはあのえっと、ま、ある意味僕らがゲームの設計を基本的にはしていて、ま、それをあのこうランダムではないんですけども、ま、出すことによって、ま、ユーザーのこう取り取り得るこ
what you really need to design the game to be is you know there needs to be a, a enough uh, uh, difficulty to calculate you know uh, what the outcome will be and what you know uh, uh, Kizu was mentioning uh, was two different ways of introducing that uncertainties. One, you can introduce uncertainty because uh, you know game rules sometimes changes, so you know you can actually uh, you cannot really you know uh, you have to adapt your you know predictions and uh, understanding of the game every time, so that could be fun. Uh, second part is you can actually inherently make your move dependent on the other person's move. So, you know, make it very social, right? So, you know, introduce game theory type of ideas into the game and immediately it becomes extremely difficult for people to figure out in what's going to happen, right? So I think that's a, that's another perspective of thinking about this program. And, you know, uh, especially for the X to earn game, uh, you know, uh, uh, games, um, I think uh, it's very critical uh, to appropriately introduce those, you know, uh, social aspects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting that you mentioned that because, um, you know, as as At mentioned, one of the reference points for Fernanda was Stepin, and you could argue that Stepin is uh, you versus you, right? Because you basically are. It's like those fitness apps where you know you track your performance and so on, and and there's no. I would argue there's not much of a social aspect in that respect. Um, of course, you know, when you have, um, you show off your sneakers and, and you, you know, on Twitter, you can see what kind of sneakers you have. That is a kind of social aspect of, of the, of um, Stepin. And, and of course, that mechanism where your identity is connected to your PFP, of course, that's very social. Um, but I'm wondering like in the, in the context of, uh, a project like Nanda, like Own to Earn, again, it's it's like you can argue that when you and you said right, Taku, you said it's a lazy game where you just own, so it's quite passive. And not only is it passive, it's kind of just you yourself um, playing against yourself in a sense, um, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm wondering how you see that, um, and could you maybe talk talk a little bit about? Um, that social aspect um you talked about game theory and how you know user behavior might change um in, in the context of the game do you think the japanese audience is more inclined to play a game that is more like individually focused as opposed to a kind of like social experience in terms of the gameplay i mean So I think both works, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, one thing I can say is, you know, please look forward to, you know, uh, future development of Nanda. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, you know, for, you know, uh, I think Japanese audiences play any kind of game. So individual, you know, oriented game or, or social game are both extremely popular. So either way works. Uh, but if it's more individually you know, oriented game, uh, it's typically a case that you have to do more campaigns, right? You know, you have to make things change uh, from you know organization point of view. So that's uh, that's maybe um, if you observe what Stepping is doing right right now, uh, you can actually see their white paper has been evolving for you know uh, let's say every month basically, right? And that that was required because that the game is very much a single you know uh, oriented uh, game design, yeah. Yes, the final question. Um, sorry, I forgot that we, we have a traditional final question um, that we ask all our guests, which is, what is your favorite NFT artist uh, or project? Actually, uh, あの、Okay, so for AT, uh, he likes nouns and wolf game. I, I kind of misheard him, but um, I understand it's it's a kind of uh, 
NFT-based blockchain game that involves sheep and wolves. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very game, it's very, it's very game theory heavy. Game, kind of right, right. Makes make makes sense. Uh, <laughs> that, that's 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 his favorite game. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And Takuya, what about you? Um, that's a tough question. Yeah, actually, I do like nouns as well. I think, uh, especially. Like it's it's really well designed and uh, uh, how the community is proposing uh, lots of you know proposals in the governance uh, uh, structure. I think that's really exciting. I think you know uh, at the end of the day, I feel like NFT is for you know uh, um, community community formation and how to how the community uh, can enjoy uh, themselves. Um, and create you know a very good relationship with each other. So you know when I see Nouns community you know uh, evolving really well, uh, I get really excited and see you know maybe that's the future of the uh, NFT. For that sake, you know it's not really a really uh, you know kind of typical NFT, but you know developer developer DAO you know NFT is something I also like. You know <laughs> I think uh, that community is really good. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on um, to, to share about just your thoughts on, on the general NFT landscape in Japan, um, which as we've heard is, you know, in some ways a bit different and other ways uh, similar to, to global one, uh, as well as your very fascinating project, um, Nanda. Uh, would you, would you, has, has the drop date been decided if you, if you want to share uh, with our audience, like any, any specific timeline that, that you want to share at this point? Thank you for joining me for this episode of Floor is Rising. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow. And give us a review on your favorite podcast app. Remember to also follow us on Twitter at Floor is Rising. You can reach out to us or send us a question. Just send us a DM, at floor is rising.